Hello, this is Andrew WK, and I'm here to remind you that we're partying very hard together on the Freaky Geeks podcast. Hi, I'm Shane Smith. Oh my god, I'm Noel Cummings. <laughs> hey, good that luck, was, that was great. That was too much. <laughs> if only people could visit you just did with your body. That was weird. Okay, you know what? That's fine. If you want to start off like that, that's fine. Yeah, a way to start off the episode all about you by being a total <laughs> bastard. You're welcome. Oh my god. Everyone, welcome to Freaky Geeks. Today's episode is all about Noelle. It's the Noella episode. Which fucking got sprung on me, man. Yeah, she didn't know. It wouldn't have been fun if she knew it was going to happen, so I, I surprised her with it. I, I hated it, and I also liked it, but she I hated it. fucking loved it. No, I hated it. And so, um, yeah, you loved it. Speaking of loving things, this episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by a place we love, Black Salt Studio. Hell yeah. Yay! Salt Studio, 930 it, South Main Street. Go get you some tattoos on your body. You know what I just realized today? What's that? They are walking distance away from City Cakes. Yeah. Which blows my mind. City Cakes, delicious food that is made without any animal products. So good. Their soft serves out. So go get tattooed. All right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can eat ice cream and bring them ice cream. Will and Casey. I'm, a, I'm actually getting tattooed at Black Salt. I'm getting my knee tattooed in May, so I'm way excited for that. I'm way excited for you to do that. Yeah, yeah. A girl that I work with, Marasia, just got tattooed by Casey, and it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know she does amazing work, but it just... Every time I see a new piece by her, it, like, blows my mind, like, again each time. Yeah. It's crazy. Her and Will are fucking unreal. If you're not following them on Instagram or Facebook, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're incorrect. Seriously. I'm obsessed. Oh, I'm I'm upset that I'm my arms are covered now because I want to, like, redo it just so I could have I new stuff. I see a ton of space right near your armpit. Yeah, but is it big enough to do a whole entire portrait? That portrait that she just did on Marasia of, like, that woman's face is unreal. Yeah, she's really good. So go get tattooed by them or fuck yourself. Yeah. That's that. Fair. Fair <laughs> point. Um, everyone, uh, if you we stopped getting reviews on iTunes. Yeah, except the one guy on the 14th, you rule. Everyone else, fuck you. Yeah, go give us some reviews on iTunes specifically. It really helps us out. Also, we're obsessed with getting more reviews than other local podcasts. Yeah, it, re- <laughs> it fucking fuels me. Oh. And apparently you can also rate us on Facebook, which we just found out this week. Yeah, we're so we're bad at life. Yeah, so fucking do that too. You don't even have to write anything. You just give it five stars. Five stars or go fuck yourself. Just validate our existence, please. Please. Um, and then uh, we're going to have some giveaways coming up. I don't want to give too much away about the no, giveaways yeah. we're gonna give a <laughs> lot away but it. we're not giving we're not gonna give you too much away information wise but we uh friend of the podcast davy stevenson otherwise known as Rousedower, otherwise known as one of my oldest friends uh oh, i thought you were gonna say another nickname i was like jesus christ no, no, is this guy's fucking prince <laughs> he is <laughs> he's the artist formerly known as and he um he does super awesome stuff with leather so um he's gonna be making some doodads and knickknacks and awesome things that we'll be excited to give away so stay tuned for that and they're like freaky geeks related yeah yeah which is way fucking cool it's gonna be yeah we're endlessly flattered it's so fucking cool and And then he's so good at what he does so i know you showed me a picture of it and it looked amazing yeah um super fan and friend of ours and of the podcast nisha has made these adorable necklaces with the freaky geeks logo that will did like the beetlejuice framed one 
It's adorable. She gave us a few, and we're going to be giving those away. Um, we haven't posted any pictures, but if you go to her Instagram or Facebook, you can see the one she's done of like comic book characters and quotes, and they're adorable. So picture that with the Freak Geeks logo. It's awesome. Yeah, y'all some enterprising motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm really fucking shook about it. Like, uh, we had Chelsea do one of our posters for the live show, mm-hmm. which was like an art piece in itself. Like the, it was layered paper, like burned and painted and aged. Then she did like a planchette from a Ouija board with like freaky geeks in the time of the show. And it was just like this beautiful art that she made for us. And I, every day I'm blown away by how pe- people actually like us. Yeah. So super fucking cool. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. It's weird. We're into it. And we love all the art and stuff you make. Yeah. This is all we're capable of making. Oh my God. Fucking. And that person who drew us. Yeah. Oh my god, that's been blown up all over our social media. Um, I'm shit. I'm sh- Shane. Look it up. Corrine, please. I think. I want to say is her name. I'm just like throwing it out there and guessing. Anyway, it's uh, on the it's on the Instagram page. Yeah, go check our Instagram. It's amazing. I don't know. I've just like like fan art. I'm of blown us. away. It's way fucking cool. I, Everyone's I can't too much. It. Yeah. yeah it's every amazing. time someone makes a piece of art or does something artistic for us, it's just like. I don't know. I, I, I can't handle it. it. Yeah, it's overwhelming to have that much love from these people. Yeah, I bear like the fact that anyone would enjoy us enough to like put effort into something is crazy. When sometimes like I don't think it's worth it to shower. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> so. yeah. Welcome to my life. Yeah, yeah. It's you way should, cool. You should clean yourself. <laughs> you should definitely clean yourself. If anyone wants to sponsor like me with baby wipes so I could just like bathe myself while laying in bed, that would also be really cool. <laughs> so gross. I hope it happens. You are disgusting. <laughs> everyone, we are going to be at FitCon April 21st and 22nd. But... But guys, only one of you is fit. <laughs> and it's <laughs> no. not me. No, um, no it's going to be great. Uh, we'll be at the FitCon, which is here in Salt Lake City, Utah. And we're going to be palling around, looking at a bunch of fucking super buff people, making jokes, having a good time. It's going to so be interesting. If you're a person who does pole dancing or aerial or yoga or CrossFit or bodybuilding or powerlifting or Olympic lifting or runs obstacle courses or does any of that stuff. Come out. Hang out with us. We'll be at FitCon. Uh, We should just dress up in cosplay and act like we don't realize you're not supposed to cosplay at (laughs) FitCon. That would be so funny. (laughs) I'm just... You just think it's another convention. There's another convention on the belt. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be so stupid. That would be so fucking awesome. Um, Yeah. um, Let's talk about some shows. April 12th. I'm going to be in Rock Springs, Wyoming, performing, Woo! I think, 8 o'clock at Johnny Max. Uh, you know, Johnny Max. You know, uh, all of our listeners in Rock Springs, <laughs> zero. If there's anyone in Wyoming, you know, I'll be out there. And then the 13th, 14th, and 15th, I'm going to be at some fucking casino and some other casino. And then mm-hmm. maybe in Idaho or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who goes on, uh, who goes out and does comedy. He doesn't know where he's going till the day before. I should figure this shit you out. You might want to figure it out. It is kind of like my job. Yeah, seems like it. Um, uh, but speaking of my job, March 30th, which is this coming Thursday, when you listen to this, um, at 7:30 p.m. downtown Salt Lake City at Wise Guys, I will be headlining. 
It's going to be super fun. I'm excited. I am kind of losing my mind over it. You should be. Mm-hmm. But to everyone else, it's only $5. So show the fuck up or fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Please come out. It's going to be a great time. You can get tickets at wiseguyscomedy.com. Click on the picture with my terrible face on it. It's a fun photo. Ugh. I don't smile. I'm not smiling. It's like your Clark Kent photo. I get so many compliments on it. I'm like, I'm not smiling. It's a comedy photo where I don't smile. I feel like it's not indicative of my personality. Do you just want to be like hysterically laughing with a rubber chicken or something? What the fuck is your perfect comedy photo? I legitimately like that idea. (laughs) So dumb. I legitimately like that idea. (laughs) Okay, everyone. So, um, please come see me headline here in my hometown. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, yeah, I headlined like six months ago. And yeah, I haven't written an entire new hour of jokes. And yeah, I'm <laughs> terrified. <laughs> but it'll be great. No, it'll be good. Um, it's going to be great. No, it's going to be a ton be of fun. So uh, please come out and see me if you have the chance. Uh, go get tattooed. Our friends are artistic. What else do we want to say? Mm, hail Satan. Hail Satan. That's a very good point. Yeah, hail, hail Satan. Hail Satan. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a little more of like a personal thing because obviously it's all about Noel. <laughs> Which is fucking it's cringy. It's the noel Get everyone. ready for the shane episode. It's going to happen. That's not real. I'm going to spring it on you. We're going to like come up with notes for the next episode and I'm going to light them on fire and be like, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> It's about you. <laughs> You'll have to set the computer on fire. No one wants the <laughs> Shane episode. I hear you guys. I don't want to talk about me yeah, either. Yeah, they do. So anyway, enjoy this episode all about Noelle. I interview her and ask her a bunch of questions. Some of it gets serious. Some of it's really funny. Some of it's super silly. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Like my life. Yeah. Serious and silly. Hail fucking Satan, everybody. Hail Satan. Noel, are you ready? I guess I'm ready. I don't know what we're doing, but sure. Welcome to the Noel episode. Oh, this is Jesus. the episode all about Noel. Now I am afraid. Yeah. So I have these questions that I wrote, and I'm going to ask you them. And this is the episode all about you. I don't like that idea. Yeah, it happened but already. It's too we're here. Late, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I like how I didn't ask you about what we were doing because I just assumed it would be us talking about anything else besides me. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, sure. I figured you would figure. Yeah. Great. I have no ideas. I'm straight up out. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I have lots of ideas. But. I have lots of ideas, but they take time. And right now I'm like elbows deep in homework. Yeah, you have so much school that we're kind of running on fumes. And you're getting ready to do a live show. Yeah, I've been writing. You're headlining. And, ugh, and doing other things and getting ready for shows. And it's a whole situation. Oh, yeah. When are you leaving for like... uh L.A.? Yeah. So I was going to leave in April, but now I have some other stuff going on and we got invited to FitCon. Yeah, we're going to FitCon. Me, the most unfit person (laughs) ever. And FitCon was like, bring her. Before FitCon, I'm going to go to a poll with you and then you're going to work out with me. God 
damn and this is like quickly turning into my <laughs> yeah, nightmare like, so. okay we're gonna have a whole episode where we talk about you and then you're gonna come work out with me i've seen your pictures <laughs> you'll have fun that does it literally looks like not fun at all the opposite of fun like most girls who spend two hours alone with me you're gonna puke <laughs> <laughs> I, I sure bet <laughs> it'll be good i bet i will oh uh, um yeah so we're we were gonna do um we were gonna read a graphic novel called witches and review it today which i'm still gonna do but just not right now but noelle's homework destroyed so i did some uh Anyway, I wrote some questions. Let's get into it, yeah? Okay, sure. Fucking the, the people don't need to know how unorganized we are. Yeah, how chaotic our lives are, honestly. Yeah. We're crazy busy. Once May hits, it's going to be like we're going to step up the podcast to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. May, I'm out of school. I'll yeah. be on summer break. I, I'll be um, out of, and I'll have done a lot of things and be more free. And we'll... Our schedules will be more lined up and we're going to do live stuff. Yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to do more things. More things in general. It's going to be great. Why are we talking shit? People travel. love our bullshit episodes. I mean, fair. This isn't even a bullshit episode. This is real. Oh, God. Okay, so the yeah, Noella sure. episode. God Let's start it. with our first question. What made you want to start podcasting, Noelle? Um, I don't think I really had a choice. <laughs> no i i always loved podcast the first podcast i ever actually listened to was um the rogan experience and that was the only podcast i listened to for a really long time to the point where i was caught up with it and then i asked facebook what podcasts are out there and people recommended a lot of things to me and last podcast on the left was brought up this was um they had only made like 20 episodes at that point um, so I started listening to them and fell down the rabbit hole, started looking for more podcasts. And then you and I got talking about podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And um, you kept saying how you wanted to do a podcast. Yeah, I've been on, I've done the pilot episode for like, oh man, probably like five different podcasts that I wanted to start. Mm hmm and wanted to start others this isn't about me no but i mean no I it, it is because like well this question is because you're the only reason i'm doing this yeah well i had an actual real podcast network with an actual studio and a producer mm -hmm. that wanted me to do a podcast and they would have produced my podcast made me a website done all of the um editing and everything for me mm -hmm. all i would have had to do was name the podcast and do it mm -hmm. I, all i do is show up that's all i have to do and a professional studio sound would they equipment. have made the content for you or tell you what the subject was gonna no, be no no i would have done all okay. the content okay. i would have had like the creative control but they would have produced it completely and everything okay and um i pitched them an idea with uh mac arthur mm -hmm. a local comedian here some of you that listen may know he's from salt lake city and he's not the most popular guy i get and it so that person was like oh i'm not a big fan of him and then i pitched him some other ideas and he seemed uninterested in like the nerdy sort of weird vibe i was going for yeah and then he just stopped returning my emails and so i was like you know what the best the best way to just do something is to just fucking do it yourself even if it's not the best yeah so i was like who needs a professional studio and sound equipment or knowledge about how things how work? anything works <laughs> yeah and so um yeah, I asked you to do it. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I was completely unqualified and insecure oh, about doing that. it. No, yeah. So when you were like, why don't... Because we were talking about podcasts. When we would hang out, we would bring it up because all I do at work is listen to podcasts. Yeah. And so we would talk about it and I would always like complain to you about 
the shitty ones and then the good ones then we would talk about like what we would do differently yeah yeah and, and then you were like just do a podcast with me and i was like why would a professional comedian ask me to do a podcast and i was like what the fuck do i have to say but you're you're a personality in a way sure no, you, you like <laughs> you've sold your your personality online in multiple different venues yeah in or avenues is what i want to say in different ways successfully and you are popular and a lot of people like you and you have you know opinions and stuff for sure so yes you you were an obvious fit (laughs) um i didn't think um it was gonna and we're like still a baby we haven't even turned one yet you know yeah And we've done more than I ever thought we would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's insane. I still like when I come over every Sunday to record with you, it still feels like we're hanging out. But then I remember that there's people who we don't know that listen to us and it yeah, freaks me out. A lot. A lot, a lot of people. more than when we started. Even this last week, our Facebook page has blown up with really? comments and um, people rating and people messaging us. Yeah, we love that. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, everyone. I love it. Everyone who messaged us this last week, it was amazing to just be like, I love you guys. Thank you for doing this. And it it's, um, I don't know, I'm very, I'm a self-loathing person. <laughs> I think you are as well. And so even when you do something, you want to tear it apart and be like, God damn it, I'm awful. And yeah. it's nice when people like, no, I love it. So it's weird every every day i'm like i have we do a podcast and it's all it's all right it's all yeah. it's all right we create something yeah well this is the thing we both complained about podcasts a lot and i don't like to talk shit unless i have an alternative mm-hmm. like my biggest pet peeve is people who say like oh there's a problem and then they don't have a solution for the problem yeah so i just want to be like hey shut the fuck up and never speak again mm-hmm. and so when we both had all these issues with different podcasts it was like why tear those people down when they're trying their best why don't why not just out make the thing we want yeah you know, and so that's what we're doing. Outdo them is what you wanted to say, and I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily <laughs> think we outdo certain, no, a lot of people. No, we're garbage, but, but um, we, <laughs> I don't know, I we don't censor ourselves. No, that's one of our. one of my biggest pet peeves with a lot of podcasts. I, I censor myself the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest bit. Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. So I don't, and it has <laughs> come back to haunt me. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see. I I've never checked the message request on the Freaky Geeks Instagram page. My biggest regret because a girl who I don't even know, keep in mind, I don't even know her. She's like, I worked at Volcom when Noelle worked at PacSun and I was actually in that store when she shit her pants. Whoa. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> she sent it in How January real? and I was How like, real? why? A girl who I don't really know listens to the podcast and was with me famous for shitting your pants when I shit my pants. <laughs> you shit your pants so hard <laughs> a lady did. in another store <laughs> was like no for real though i remember <laughs> it <laughs> made her day so 2013 noelle's yep. noelle sharded never forget <laughs> oh real, man um, okay <laughs> that's funny so um so you started podcasting because I made you. Yeah. That's cool. Yep, yeah. Okay. In summary, fucking so. <laughs> long story short. <laughs> I do remember when I was saying I wanted to start the podcast and what I wanted to do it on and that I didn't want it to be like a typical comedians thing. Yeah. Most people in the comedy community start podcasts. It's like they have their comedians on and stuff. And I wanted it to be 
uh, not that. And it's so a mix I was of like, everything. I know someone and my friends were like, what? That's never going to work. And mm-hmm. here we are, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Get wrecked, everybody. So what's been your best experience so far podcasting? There's so many. I, know. I didn't mean that. Sarc- I didn't mean that fart noise sarcastically. Um, <laughs> um, I would say personally mm-hmm. um, getting to know you and Erica better has Aww. been the best. Um, Gay. I know. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> it's it's been wonderful. Also, um, the amount of opportunity, all the opportunities we get. Yeah. All the opportunities we get, all the people we meet. Um, it's been it's been unreal every every experience is unreal every time we get the green light for something i'm like no fucking way yeah like we're legit yeah question mark you know um so every everything has been amazing um the most extreme thing obviously is the porn convention yeah that was crazy i can't believe we did that i know fuck it still blows my mind every day especially because those tickets are like seven hundred dollars for one day yeah or, or for the Sometimes whole time I should joanna say. angel likes my stuff on facebook yeah. or not facebook on instagram yeah and there's um she doesn't listen but chloe carter is uh a porn star who we met and she's really nice and she talks to me still Yeah, she loves both of us yeah it blows my mind it's amazing um, i say she doesn't listen well she probably does she probably does because she's like all about our stuff yeah yeah um and even like I follow so many porn stars on Twitter that follow me back because of the yeah. porn convention that I can no longer open my Twitter at work because it's <laughs> almost more porn than actual titties. content. It's It's been crazy. The only experience that would top that is if we go to um we there's no way we can make it happen this year, but next year go to DragCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In LA. That's well, the I, only I tried, but it's 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 too it's next month yeah it's in a few weeks there's no way we can make it we started too early we figured it out too early in the and i started my drag career too late yeah the things didn't line up next year it's we're in so that'll that'll be amazing what's been your worst experience podcasting also the porn convention (laughs) 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 kind of um i haven't had a worst experience that's a lie um, my worst experience <laughs> was <laughs> when I called out the girl, uh, Misty. She fucking listens. She fucking knows this is going to happen. <laughs> when I called out a girl that I worked with for having a Black Widow tattoo. Mm. And then because the universe likes to work in this way. <laughs> she had you caught in her web. Yeah. The literally. Whole time. Literally. A fucking. We recorded that episode on Sunday. It came out on Monday. Monday evening. She's like, hey. Not even to me to like dimples because we didn't really know each other. Yeah. I didn't even know her name then. I just that Black Widow fucking neck tattoo is unforgettable. So for sure. she That's goes, why you get one. You want people yeah, to remember you. She and I do. <laughs> and um she goes to Dimples and is like, Hey, what's uh what's her podcast called? Cause we like sat next to each other. And I immediately just like froze. I froze like a deer in headlights, and I was like shooting mind signals to dimples to be like don't tell her don't tell her don't tell her no 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 and then the moment she walked away i like sent dimples like an im and i was like i just talked shit about her on the latest episode she cannot listen and then she was like oh dude she probably won't i told her listen to last podcast like months ago and she still hasn't she'll be fine next fucking day next fucking day i get an im from missy to be like um, misty or missy misty like misty. the pokemon trainer oh my god she's so cool i love her i got the i am being like um <laughs> i'm not aggressive and i was just like 
kill me. Kill me. Somebody kill me. She just straight up confronted you. Yeah. Oh my god. And then Misty, even the um, she is the best. And we we had a <laughs> meeting. So she's in a different department than me. We had a conjoined meeting that I wasn't there for because I was in class. But they everyone had to go around introduce themselves and say something about themselves. And it got back to me through the grapevine that she was like, she was like, hi, I'm Missy. And apparently I'm aggressive. Oh, <laughs> just like no, no shade, but also still a little bit of shade. <laughs> um, subtle stabs. That rules. And no, everyone was like, wait, is she for real? Cause she looks like she'll fucking cut a bitch. I mean, she knows, she knows what she looks like. She well, looks like I that. Mean, Misty can handle her shit. She clearly can. But she's a nice gal. She is so nice. Most professional person we work with also i'm wait i'm calling you out right now misty i still haven't received the picture of your tramp stamp she's had she has a tramp stamp of her name what because she wants people to remember her hell yeah misty i have a tramp stamp of a of a um comic book character isn't name. your tramp stamp magneto yeah it says magneto interesting fuck yeah you know what the master of metal i would love to Oh my god, that's what we need to do. What? We need to have Misty send us a picture of her like taking a sexy picture showing her tramp stamp mm-hmm. and then you recreate it. Oh, it's Misty, I'll do it. You you think I won't, but I will. I need it to happen. All so right. yeah, there it is. That's that's it. I live with it every day. So I've peppered in some of these questions get a little serious. So I've peppered oh in some would you rathers to keep us level okay. throughout. This is our first would you rather. Would you rather have your boyfriend laugh uncontrollably whenever he saw you naked or cry uncontrollably? Well, he already cries uncontrollably, <laughs> so I guess so. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> is it, wait, why does he, he cries? Because if he sees you totally naked, he knows it's time for a beating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he flinches every time. Oh, no. He's come in with a whip cracked. Um... I, you know, it's funny. He, we, (laughs) he laughs so much. It really, I think that one could happen and it wouldn't bother me because I'm so used to it. So I would probably say laughing uncontrollably. Uncontrollably? Are you Asian? You guys. (laughs) I've done so much homework and reading. Um, I actually think my brain is mush right now because we went to the Leonardo. I had to go for class Mm -hmm. and they have this thing where you put on headphones and you have to read a speech and the speech is being played back like slow-mo in the headphones to purposely fuck you up. Does that make sense? Okay. It gets you jammed. Like, so you start, you can't, um, do you I remember when that app was popular when you're supposed to talk and then um, it would talk into the headphones and mess up your speech and it would sound like you were having a seizure? Yeah, that's what this sounds like. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. having a stroke mid speech. Um, yeah. So I was doing it and I was so determined to nail it that I, I didn't I honestly didn't fuck up because I was focusing on the words and speaking and not listening to myself. But I also think that melted my brain. Um, so now I'm here kind of semi brain dead. OK, so I'm sorry if I can't speak perfectly. You melted your own brain. Yeah. But um, laughing uncontrollably every time he sees me naked, because that's also kind of what happens. I laugh uncontrollably when I see myself naked. I get that. <laughs> um let's see uh you love comic books how have they affected your life and what are your favorite books how have they affected my life um comic books in particular um are the reason why i'm on social media i guess really yeah absolutely what does that mean well like um i would just 
have one Instagram and a personal Facebook and keep everything private and just post pictures of my dogs every now and then. But because I was so in love with um, the new 52 roller derby Harley, I decided that I was actually going to put my cosplay out there into the universe Mm -hmm. and started a whole like internet persona to showcase that. And um, here we are. Um, I now get to do stuff for Comic-Con because of it. Um, I guess basically because I started reading the new 52 Harley Quinn series and was like, I'm so sick of seeing all these fucking bitches cosplay this shit and they can't even be on roller skates. Oh, shit. I'm going to do this. I'm going to represent every single fucking roller derby girl that I've ever met in my whole entire life by actually doing this cosplay accurate and, I don't know, be an actual derby girl. Yeah, yeah. you wanted to bring, like, some... um, Authenticity. Yeah, authenticity is the word I want. Um, And, uh, yeah, that that comic run is the whole reason why I started to publicly display my cosplay and start a quote-unquote, you know, like, internet personality, cosplay personality. Yeah. And then, um, besides New 52 Harley, which obviously is a big deal to you, what are some other books that are just, like, important to you? Um, The Hush series. Okay. Batman Hush. Um... It's I um one of my favorites, like I guess you could say graphic novel because that's what I'm reading it in. As I would also say, Bitch Planet, um, is fucking amazing. I it's like <laughs> deep cut feminist comic series, and I'm obsessed with it. And like at the end of it, it's like a little um like punk magazine of like fan art and fan pictures, and I'm just like hell yeah, like so fucking awesome. Um. What other... I mean, I never really was into Marvel series that much. I, like, collect all of, like, Spider-Gwen and Gwenpool and Silk because I like the art. Yeah. I don't... Like, this, the stories are okay. Like, when um, Spider-Gwen meets Peter Parker and they have that little moment where they're like, I couldn't save my Peter Parker. And he's like, I couldn't save my Gwen Stacy. And they're like, we'll save each other. I was like, cute. But I'm not like, that's not a comic book that like stays with me. Okay. Like some certain series, but yeah, I don't know. Does that answer the question? It does. If someone wanted to start reading comic books, but never had, what advice would you give them? Get ready to spend a lot of money. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I... When I started reading comic books, I was borrowing them from other people. Yeah. When I started collecting comic books because I became obsessed with it's so much easier. Fuck, it's so much easier to just get the series. Wait till it all comes out and buy like the graphic novel form of it. Totally. That is the best way to do it. I agree, and you're still supporting the artist, but if you don't support the run of comics, the artist I don't know if that money matters in yeah. the long run for the yeah. book. I became so obsessed with um, variant covers yeah, and like one shot series that it comics are cheap. They're like two ninety nine, three ninety nine, the most expensive until you start getting into like the branch offs, the variant covers, the Halloween covers, the one shot series. What the fuck ever. All of a sudden I started leaving the comic book store every Wednesday spending 50 to 100 dollars. Ooh. No joke. Um, yeah, and then you just put those in a box. Yeah, and I will never sell them. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> fucking problem. Oh, I don't know why I didn't say Deadpool. Oh my God, I'm an asshole. I have every Deadpool comic that's ever come out. Like, and variants that are worth 
hundreds of dollars. I should get into your collection sometime. I want to read some of that. You should. All right. Um. So <laughs> spend lots of money. What about if they're just reading? Like, what if they have like I read com. I stopped buying comic books because I can't afford it, and mm-hmm. now I just read. I either read my friends' comic books or I go to the library. I yeah, mean, most can, people that live in major cities have access to libraries that have comic books. You can also get digital copies of it for like cheap. Advice for people whose money is no object. What is it at that point? Like, oh, I want to start reading comics. And money is no problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then fucking buy every single... Like, go online or go to the local comic book store and be like, how can I get this whole series? Order me every single... If they don't <laughs> have it in the store, order me every single fucking one. Um, but like, don't, I'm obsessed with like first edition prints. Like I, everything has to be first edition for me. It's, I, it's pathetic. So don't, don't get into my shit. If I have a second print run, I'm like offended. I'm like, great. Now my collection isn't worth that Your much. Your peasant comic book collection. Yeah, every single one of my Deadpools is a first print. Um, Oof. it's unreal. <laughs> um, but, um, ask the community. Holy shit. Um, there's so many people out there um who can help tailor a specific story for you like what's that western cowboy whatever comic series six gun six gun like when you were telling me about that it almost feels like that series was written for you oh yeah it's like sci-fi western and like everything is so crazy but makes sense yeah, I'm about that. It's like perfectly made for you. Did yeah, someone recommend that? How did you find that? I found it because I was looking for witches so we could review it. Mm-hmm. And I like saw um, a cowboy cover and cowboy. I'm obsessed with anything Western. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's this? And I opened it up and I was like, oh shit. So then I took a photo of it and Googled it later and, oh, and, and was like, oh, like, I'm going to own all of this now. Yeah. Um, like if I ever am like, what series should I read next i'll just ask chelsea yeah yeah she's got if you just message message the graphic novel book club be like hi i want to get into comics or graphic novels here's five things i like she will be able to fucking tailor a series directly for you one thing we do forget that we have to remember now is we have more listeners who don't live in salt lake city than do oh still message that get involved with the yeah (laughs) message chelsea um, get involved in the community is your message. Yeah. If you go to, s- to, to summarize, if you go to a comic book store and be like, hi, I need a new series. You'll be in there for seven hours because the person working will be like, and I love this and I love this. And I, so just ask. Yeah. Be involved in the community. Yeah. Comic books aren't as weird as it is. They're not just sitting around in your mom's basement. No. You know, the, the like quintessential picture of a nerd isn't like, what comic books are comic books are this massive community of artists and mm-hmm. creative types and people who love things and mm-hmm. it's fun so uh your sexuality is not the norm okay. i would say yeah right yeah, yeah so how and why do you think you became so sex positive and weird <laughs> so many things um well, I've said it before on the podcast. I lost my virginity at a really young age. Yeah. And was immediately labeled like a slut and a whore and like treated differently mm-hmm. at a at a younger age. When totally. I got into high school, people didn't really seem to care. Yeah. But yeah. I also think that's because my mentality changed. Those are some observant eighth graders. Yeah, they are very <laughs> fucking assholes. Everyone's an asshole in middle school. They're more mean then than they are in high school. Yeah. If that's the fucking truth. Um, 
I even had a teacher. Did I tell you about that? That I talk about on here? Yeah, yeah, I, you yeah. Did. I had a teacher like call me out in front of the whole entire class. It's insane. Very. Un- I should have gotten her fired. I don't know why I was so lax about it. Um, but I had a counselor actually was the one who told me she was like, you know that if you aren't a virgin anymore that doesn't make you less of a person. And we got into a whole conversation about how people like to hold virginity on a pedestal when it actually is meaningless and it has nothing to do with your character or how you should value yourself or how others should look at you or treat you and how it's the weird societal and religious specifically norms that like to shove it down your throat that, your virginity is sacred and is what makes you like a pure woman. And that that's the best gift you could give to your future husband and how that feeds into that whole fucking loop that your goal is to be beautiful for other people to like you so that you can one day get married and have a family and how fuck that. And when am I, when my like view of that change and my view of specifically virginity and sex changed because I think sex positivity comes when you're like sex isn't just for procreation yeah yeah the moment you start thinking like sex is for pleasure is the moment you like start being sex positive yeah and um it's the removal of shame exactly and which I which I had to do and I had to like educate myself on it first and be like why do people think that you know, why is it that a lot of young girls are taught the um, chewed up bubblegum reference? Do you know what that is? Like, a, a, it tends to be a fucking dad for some reason. will be like, hey, do you want some gum? And the daughter will be like, sure, yeah. And then he chews it up and then he spits it in his hand and gives it to her. He's like, this is what it's like when you go to your husband and you're not a virgin anymore. What? Do you that- want this chewed up gum? I've never... <laughs> no guy has ever been balls deep inside of a girl for the first time and been like, what the fuck? This feels like gum. Yeah. <laughs> it makes, girl, it makes why your no... pussy feel like spearmint? <laughs> that would be, that would actually be refreshing. I know. It makes no sense. It's supposed to be like you're chewed up and used and no one likes you. But That's instead it's so just like, dad, you're disgusting. Yeah. Also, meanwhile, dad's been divorced twice. Yeah. Come Motherfucker, on. come on. He takes Valtrex every month because yeah. he's dealing with that herpes. Okay. It's like, it, it, you know, it's so fucking dumb. And the moment <laughs> I became educated about that and the moment I removed shame from sex was the moment I was like, sex is for pleasure and I enjoy it. And it was like, that was groundbreaking for me to be like i enjoy sex and there's no shame in that there's no shame in how many sexual partners i have or how i have sex or who i have sex with doesn't fucking matter it's all sex is about me and the person i'm with no one else and that's all that matters so you've become sex positive at this point you did the research you've decided that the societal norms aren't for you and you're a positive woman mm-hmm. who just said all the things you just said. How did I get into the weird stuff? Yeah, yeah. Is now, that what you're getting you at? Yeah, because <laughs> you can be sex positive but be very vanilla and that's perfectly fine. Just so everyone listening. Yeah. You, how you have sex is also totally, it's fine. However you want to do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to only missionary because that's all you're into, fucking, you know, that's what you do. Find yeah. someone who also is into that. But you, you're, definitely out of the norm even in your average i don't know about your everyday sex because i don't even actually i'm best friends with 
your partner and we don't talk about sex very often. Yeah, I don't think I. he would. I think he talks about it jokingly. Um, not even really. Yeah, not he, we talk more about people who he has had sex with in the past than we talk about <laughs> us having sex because um. I like to laugh at it. Um, anyway, how did I get into the weird stuff as in like mm-hmm. the BDSM community and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, leaning hard on the sex's pleasure and for my pleasure. That that started that starts off with um, trying different positions. Yeah, you know, tantric sex. Okay. Um, looking into like the Karma Sutra, which is like the vanilla mixed into chocolate. You know what I mean? It's like dipping your toes in is the Karma Sutra. You, yeah, I mean, you could buy a book from Barnes and Noble. Exactly. So then you you lean into that, and then you and then like tantric sex, which is like emotionally connecting. You know, really fun. And then I was like, but what next? Yeah. What happens next? And then that's where you start to open the doors into the fetish community. Some fetishes, not for me. I, <laughs> not for me. Not, you know, and not everything is made for you. But it, it began like, okay, I like this idea. What? Well, let's try it. Let's test the waters. Let's, and it, you know, it always starts off with like maybe a pair of handcuffs. And then you're like, no, 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 no. Let's take this to the next level. And, um, I, for some reason, I feel like <laughs> the, what you put out, you get back. And so I put out that I was interested, like in the universe, I put out like, I was interested in this, like, um, specifically the rigging community of the BDSM community and, um, like a female dominatrix vibe, I guess I just put it out there and then it came back to me and I met a bunch of people in the community who like host parties and like it's their thing and i got to ask questions and yeah. get involved like and all like all hobbies or um things that you can be nerdy about people have managed to make it a lifestyle yeah and i even think it was like i saw on instagram some like rigging photos i'm sorry i had an itch just straight up <laughs> scratch your vagina right i had an face. itch it's it was fine. rough <laughs> oh my god not editing that out leave it they should know continue um, I think I saw like a photo of a, a girl rigged outside. So she was like hanging from a tree mm-hmm. in like a full rig. So people to know rigging is, um, isn't it derived from the Japanese art of like, uh, sexual knot tying? Yeah. There's a term for it in Japanese. I just don't remember what it's we called. We can't remember it. It's not my thing. I do think it looks cool. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm like mildly interested in it, but just so people know you've, probably seen it online it's when a girl is like covered basically like covered in all these elaborate knots and ropes usually their breasts are still showing Mm -hmm. often you'll see girls tied up uh still with their clothes on Mm -hmm. because rigging is like a part of the art yeah like of of submitting yourself or or sort of like being um immobile and it's like a meditative thing for people who are being tied yeah and so i would say most people even the most vanilla people are like oddly familiar with it because they've seen the imagery somewhere yeah you've seen the imagery somewhere go to um fetish nights at area 51 and you could get rigged as well yeah yeah you could try it out it's rigged rigged not (laughs) you when you say it too times fast it's like go it to area like 51 and get super raped <laughs> oh no no, like, no 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 r-i no, 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 no. r-i not r-a yeah, r-i yeah. um also go to area 51 if you want to see overweight people with vampire fangs hell yeah <laughs> i mean who doesn't I i'm love just it. kidding or I just, that's so mean i don't know what take, but it's real take it back because it's real um, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it's it's cool you guys we love everyone 
Um, so yeah, I, I think I saw some pictures on Instagram and I liked them. And then that person contacted me and then we started talking and I was like, yeah, I want to do this. And that was it. Oh, I was in. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, had my first like rope tying session and it was amazing. It was like me and a bunch of girls and they were awesome about it. And it was, it was fun. And it's a lot of like, trust that person you have to completely submit yourself to that person and trust because you are hanging from ropes yeah yeah you are no longer in control your safety is in their hands and um it's fantastic and it feels like you're flying (laughs) i just want everyone to know i support vampires of all body types (laughs) i can't get over that i think that i meant it as a joke but it didn't have enough like background to like it's so mean you're such a dick you're a dick i love i people be like shane why do you hate big people and i'm like i don't i like genuinely like big people Mm. i like big girls yeah um but like i don't know what my deal is it's just an easy laugh just the idea of like a bald 40 year old vampire with a gut and he's got to face all (laughs) you're like i've seen it too many times that's why it's too real (laughs) i think that's why you're offended slightly for saying it here's the weird thing about goths and i want to derail us but you're either the skinniest person humanly possible (laughs) or you're the biggest person yep that is is a fact fucking no in between that is an actual fact is you're full of blood (laughs) or you've got none left in you oh my god that is that's oddly true i know that's very true actually you either have no piercings or all of them every single thing yeah no seriously there is not a lot of moderation in the goth community (laughs) go figure i love it okay so anyway i just had to say that gothic people i love you vampires of all shapes and sizes (laughs) go out and get you some plasma or whatever (laughs) (laughs) just fucking just you know you gotta laugh at yourself (laughs) I have tiny nipples. Make one of those. You know, what else? I'm missing a tooth. I I'm like a grown <laughs> man with one less tooth in my head than I should have. <laughs> I can't fucking, I don't have dental insurance to get that shit replaced. <laughs> when I eat chips, it stabs up another thing. It does not feel good. Really? Yeah. Why don't you put a chiclet up there like Dennis the Menace? Oh, it's kind of big. I know. <laughs> he just it's showed a, me. No, everyone. it's a legit important tooth. <laughs> but you can't really tell. It's in. It's like right on the edge of your mouth, so I like know. no one can tell if well, you. Well, I'm a big smiler, so you can see when I smile. So I have to turn my face the other side. Don't smile. That's I what know. I do. That's what I should do. <laughs> anyway people. okay i think that pretty much sums it up so you just got into the so you just were like oh um sex is for fun what if what is more fun what is more fun than that what is more fun than that and then you were like oh experimenting is fun mm-hmm. and so then experimentation became a thing until you found a lot of more and do you think you're done finding probably not okay. <laughs> probably not i think um every time i'm like oh yeah this is my limit something else comes along and i'm like okay here's my thing and i don't want to make this about me at all but as far as fetishes goes when people are like my limit i think that people misunderstand that word because it doesn't it's not like a cap where you're like i'm gonna get more extreme it's just different yeah like imagine imagine it as something separate not like a meter that goes up and up and up and up it's like an education you should never stop learning yeah it's it's unhealthy for you to imagine it like a 
I'm getting more extreme until it tops out like the meter in Street Fighter when you're trying to cut the <laughs> boards or com- Mortal Kombat when you cut the boards in half. Yeah. That's what people who are sex negative imagine. Yeah. Because they're like, if you get f- get into fetishes, eventually you'll want to watch people in snuff films. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah, no. It doesn't get more extreme. It just gets different. Oh, I like tying people up. Well, people who like to tie other people up are also interested in leather. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm into leather or latex or um whips or or even going back to vanilla things mm-hmm. you can be like i'm really into tying people up oh now i'm interested in meditation because of the meditative qualities of being tied up oh now i'm into tantric sex yeah you know and many people don't think tantric sex is more extreme than getting tied up so don't think about it as like getting more extreme thinking about think about it as like opening doors to more and different things just like going to school exactly you know, you're learning different, oh, uh, one historical subject has brought me to another historical subject, which brings me to another sub-subject of history. Yeah. Same thing you with sexuality. You can even get into, like, the community, like, the BDSM community. You you can get into it, but it's, like, never-ending. Yeah, there and there are very vanilla people who are interested in the BDSM community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, I mean, don't don't think of fetishes in terms of like more and more extreme. It just gets different. Yeah. And and opens, it just broadens your world. Just imagine when you learn that different cultures exist. And then when you learn about those cultures, it always leads you to learning about more cultures. Mm -hmm. Think about it in terms of that. Like you're just, it's more and more and more things exist and you are aware of them now. Yeah. Um, so advice for someone who is objectively vanilla to start spicing things up or shake off negative views of sexuality. (laughs) Um, if they want to shake things up, Mm -hmm. the hardest thing is if you ever get into, like I've had sex with people who are very vanilla and anything outside of that, even like vanilla bean is too much for them. They're just strictly vanilla. Yeah. And it's like, and that's totally fine. Um, finding someone you're compatible with or someone who's open to the idea totally is a big thing communication is the biggest thing yeah that's the biggest fucking thing um and there's we live in the world of the internet i know that this state likes to shame porn but there is um fetish porn isn't just like a girl beating a guy's balls up in a chain like that i mean that can be definitely sure as shit is but you can also find fetish porn that is kind of educational yeah Here's one thing, again, I don't want to make it about me, but people complain like, oh, there's no porn for me. I don't want to see all this. You're, what you're doing is you're, you're Googling porn and you're looking at the front page of Pornhub. Yeah. Incorrect. There is porn for everyone and there is lots of it. Absolutely. Get more specific and use your Google Foo to find what you want. Yeah. Don't just go to RedTube and be like, front page, nailed it. Most popular. Yeah. Oh, I can't find what I like on the front page. It's all girls just getting jackhammered. Well, yeah, that's what millions of teenagers are jacking off to. Why don't you figure out what you're into? Yeah. Like look around educate yourself yeah there are people who are like all porn is from the male gaze and you're like yeah because mostly dudes are watching Mm -hmm. it why but if you look for porn from the female gaze you will find thousands of hours of it you just have to try harder don't just click fucking Pornhub or RedTube what the fuck ever you're looking at yeah like anything effort is required yeah exactly just a little bit of effort and then of course there's like fetlife.com which is um a really great place to like look at the community as just by itself without Mm -hmm. any outside filters and you'll get professional and amateur and it's also it also works like Facebook if Facebook met 
like red tube. That's what FetLife is. So you can like look at individual people in the fetish community. You could talk to people. It's a it's a great starting place. Yeah, and there are people who are like only on there who want to like mentor other people. Yeah, absolutely. So you're like, oh, I want to get into like bondage, and there's a lady on there who's like, I just want people to come to my bondage classes. Yeah. Boom. You're yeah. nailing it right. That's now. a legit thing. So, um, like literally just effort and educate yourself and try because the information's out there. You just have to tap into it. So what about someone who's got like, they know they're have a lot of negative views of sex and they want to shake them off, but they can't. Do you have any advice for how to try? Figure out where that shame is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the cause. Exactly. If you don't want to pay a psychiatrist to fucking iron out your problems or you don't have health insurance to figure it out yourself, there's always a reason it all comes from shame. Yeah. And you have to find out where that shame stems from. And when you figure that out and you have to also, who are you surrounding yourself with? Is it the people you're surrounding yourself with or the people you think you're that are your friends who like also reinforce this shame? So it becomes a norm or the standard. And so then anytime you have a thought or have done something, it has this like negative feedback. You figure that out. This is one random thing that I've told a lot of people and some people are like really surprised when I say it, but like a lot of shame in sex comes from the idea that like you don't love the other person you're having sex with. Mm -hmm. If you're doing random stuff or like if you're just more sexually open or or not loose with yourself, but I guess that's what I want to say. Yeah. But like if you love yourself, there's always someone you love in the equation. Mm -hmm. So like, Get out there and do it. Yeah. You know? If you love yourself and you're also there, then yeah, there's someone you love there in the sexual encounter. You're doing fine. Yeah. It's it's a weird, there's like a gray area because I know that there are some people who struggle with loving themselves and then find themselves in bed every night with a different person and they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Can't do that. But just like everything, there's always a bad version of it. There's always a place you can go wrong. But I think... You can have, you could even have a one night stand and love yourself and even have love for that person because it takes a certain amount of love and trust to have sex with someone. Yeah. Well, just have a good experience with anyone. Exactly. To have a good conversation with a stranger on the bus that leaves you feeling happy afterwards. Like that's intimate and important Mm -hmm. and a part of the human experience and being genuine with someone and trusting someone and like giving them a piece of you is no different whether you're touching them interacting physically or however far that goes or Mm -hmm. however far it goes emotionally or what you say to them. Like, I mean, telling someone they look good might have more of an intimate effect on them as a stranger than maybe sleeping with someone you met at a bar. You don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all perspective. Yeah. It's there's levels of intimacy, but at the end of the day, it's all intimacy and that takes love and trust and appreciation. So get to the root of the cause and then love yourself. Exactly. Treat yourself. Yeah. Um, we got another would you rather here. Oh, you God. ready for this? Would you rather be turned on every single time you see a man wearing a fedora? Jesus, no. Or every single time you see a man wearing Crocs? Wow. <laughs> Mind blown. Oh, fuck. Um, there, you know, I, it's got to be the Crocs because I cannot get behind a fedora at hey, all. At least that guy in Crocs is comfortable. Yeah. And maybe a chef. He could be a chef because <laughs> he's, you know, flip it, reverse it, make it work for you. <laughs> Maybe he's really into gardening. We don't know. It's any, all the circumstances are better than a fedora. On the flip side, you don't see fedoras a lot. You might be turned on a lot if you're seeing Crocs. 
that's fine. Okay. I can literally live with that more than the fedora <laughs> situation. Go, everyone who wears fedoras out there, you're not doing a lot for Noel's sex drive. You're not doing a lot for anyone, if oh, I'm being frank. no. Listen, we support vampires no matter what types of hats <laughs> they wear. <laughs> fedoras. I don't. No fedoras. Train caps. Nope. Civil War hats. Nope. Cowboy fedoras hats. are no. Fedoras are a no-go. Um, so cosplay is a huge part of your life. Why do you think cosplay means so much to you? Um, I was asked this question before in a weird way and I was asked it on a panel and uh, everyone answered by being like, it's a great escape. Uh, that's not my answer. I don't, it's not an escape for me. It's not an excuse to like be someone else. I'm always myself when I'm in cosplay. I'm just like me in a different outfit. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like it's a passion it's a hobby it's a release it's like how some people like to go skateboarding or rollerblading or skiing like that's what cosplay is for me it's another dumb thing that i put all my money into for no feedback other than my <laughs> own personal fun it's like there you know some people have so such deep answers for this you know like yeah oh I, i'm a you know i'm a pediatric doctor and i work 80 hours a week and I'm exhausted and it's my one release where I get to not be myself and I get to put on the personality of the like cosplay I'm doing. And it's so much, that's not my story. My story is just like, it's another way for me to have fun. It's another way for me to express myself. Um, it's just another hobby that I love, hate. Yeah. Like you, you love hate. I love, hate it. I hate the money that can that can emphasis on can can go into it. I hate the stress that comes down on you when you're in the process of making it. But I love the end result. Yeah. I mean, it is your own fault that you're stressed. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite cosplay or no, no. Yeah. What's your favorite cosplay you've done? Um. And why? <laughs> it used to be Derby Harley. I also really love um, Joke Girl, which was my Tank Girl Harley mashup. That's probably even more so than like my Louise as Ryan Gosling from the Major Motion Picture Drive. The Major Motion major, Picture? Major. I told you my brain is mush. Major <laughs> Motion Picture Drive. Um, I think my Joke Girl is my favorite. Yeah. Um, because it was a mix of, it's a mix of Harley and Tank Girl. Yeah. And I hadn't really seen it done that often. Like if people were doing it, they weren't doing it in reference to Tank Girl. They were doing it in reference to like a variant cover of Harley. Or they were doing um, Gotham's Punk. Most Wanted. I can't remember. There was like a shooter video game where uh, sh that like variant was kind of in there. Yeah. She had the army hat with her cowl coming out of it. Yeah. Everyone kind of like does that. And um, it was my joke girl was actually like a collective project i did it right after me and my um ex-husband broke up and i was in the process of doing it and then just dropped it and was like fuck this i don't have the energy or the time and like 20 people surrounded me and were like let's get this done and like james uh utah's batman i think is his instagram like helps with my bazooka we made that cat came over and did the helmet and we did like i was just like this is what i envisioned like i wanted to say like 
well, I want it to have like bullet holes and I want bullets on it and I want batarangs in the back of it as if I was running and batarangs had hit the back of the helmet. And like we made it all fucking happen. And then I was like, I want the classic animated series Joker on a shirt, but I want the Tank Girl logo from the movie, like that bullseye around him. And just like, it was the first cosplay that I made from my own vision I had no reference photos. I wasn't going off anything. It was everything from my brain put onto paper, made into reality. It was completely a brainchild that also came together at a shitty time with a bunch of people who just loved me and wanted to see me do this. And it it was amazing. I It still to this day blows my mind how fucking cool it is and how there's still so much more to do to it. Like we want to get one of those like kids um, Barbie cars, yeah, and turn it into a tank, so I could like sit in it and look dumb and oh, ride around in it. That's so awesome. like, there's there's so much more to still do with it, but it was just like one of my funnest to wear. I think I met you and Erica when I was wearing it. I yeah. think I met you guys like for the first time when I was wearing it. It's it's my favorite. It was a brainchild of my own imagination, and I'm just stoked to see it come alive. Um. That's awesome. That's Thanks. good. I like that. It's my favorite cosplay you do, too. I like the little battering in the helmet. Yeah, and I have Batman hanging from a noose. Yeah. Off, there's there's, there's so like much detail. Like, yeah. yeah, it's really good. I got a grill because it was like, I made it right when they announced that they were doing Suicide Squad, so I got the grill and like hung it from it as if I like killed that version of Joker. It's just like the detail in that costume, the hat alone, the helmet alone, the detail in that helmet is fucking unreal yeah so. it's really cool. it's my favorite um so tattoos are a huge part of your life uh what is your tattoo end game and why do you think you like them so much <laughs> um my tattoo end game is to pretty much be completely covered i don't think i'll get any face tattoos um i'll don't. probably get i'll probably get close to it maybe like something on my neck or around my chin like a Ooh, chin strap like a black widow yeah how'd <laughs> <laughs> <Did> you know <laughs> um and like my head tattooed i plan on getting like when i decide to shave it again yeah which will inevitably happen um i have always been my mom has a few tattoos my grandma even has one tattoo, which I love the story of. She has a rose on her ankle and she grew up super Catholic. And that's like, fucking no. You know what I mean? Like body's a temple. You're going to hell for that one. You can't. No hell Marys are going to save you there. And she got it done and would wear like high socks or pants in 104 degree weather just so her mom wouldn't see it and i just love that i was just like i loved that like secret rebellion and at a time when like women getting tattooed was so stigmatized yeah i i loved that and then when my mom got a few tattoos i remember crying because she didn't let me go with her i i've always had a fascination and even like my my aunt erica who is um she's not that much older than me she was like my one of my biggest role models growing up she like snowboarded and dirt biked and like scuba dives and surfs and rock climbs and cliff jumps she's just like the most extreme sports person you'll ever meet in your life she's such a free spirit she's like my inspiration and she's heavily tattooed and i remember like watching her get tattooed like watching her body change like from tattoos and just being like she's becoming more beautiful yeah um 
And and I think like all of that mixed together is what made me be like, I think that's my end goal. My end goal is to be heavily tattooed, more tattooed than any of them. Okay. Like I get the next step in the evolution, but it always, I was always attracted to it because the people who are tattooed with good tattoos with good tattoos. Are you throwing shade at me right now? No, everyone else <laughs> in Walmart and 7-Eleven. Um, people with good tattoos that are heavily tattooed, the type of people they tend to be are the people that I like. Yeah. The people that I gravitate towards. The people who um, live life by their rules and like do what they want and like don't listen to the norms or the box you know that society likes to put you in. They always put their art and their creativity and their passions first. And like, those are the type of people I want to surround myself with. They clearly don't care about um, body image or what other people think about themselves. You know, they don't care about judgment. And that's, those are the type of people I want to surround myself with myself with. And that's, those are the type of people I appreciate. And I, wanted to be in there too and i just i love body art and modifications not because i'm like i want to be different than everyone else what a fucking bitch answer like i just love it it's just a form of art to me i appreciate art i'm not a good artist but i appreciate art and what better way than to put it on your body and it used to be that and now it's just turned into like for sure i'll get louisa's satan tattooed on me like why the fuck not (laughs) um absolutely i'll get henry zabrowski on my leg sure like i just i love it it's i don't know it's weird weird how i fell into that um but yeah i don't know if that made sense no i mean it it makes sense to me i think that i I mean i like the answer it's good i do think there are people who get tattoos now uh sometimes either because they want to be cool Mm-hmm. So it's the opposite of not caring what people think about you. You're getting tattooed because you do care what people think That's about so you. Dumb. And some people get tattoos as a replacement for a personality. And those are just, <laughs> de- those are Decepticon <laughs> people. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So you're just like, I've met people where I'm like, oh my God, you look so cool. And then, and then oh, this happens often with women. And because I'm not just like going up to, I've been on lots of dates and stuff with girls. I have tattoos. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not like just talking to random guys with tattoos because I'm just not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you're just like, oh, you look so cool, but you just have these. They're just fashion for you. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, it's but fine. Like, but it's, it's not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. It, you can't just get a, a like a two sleeves and a neck piece and be like, and I'm interesting. You're mm-hmm. like, no, you still have to do more than watch Netflix and then like sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Gotta I get agree. out there and put in the work. Um, so, uh, roller derby has impacted you a ton. How did you get into it and why did you quit? Jesus. Um, how did I get into roller derby? Fuck. Um, I used to play women's rugby when I lived in California. Do you remember what position you played? I was a scrum. You were in the scrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in the scrum. I also know what number you were. What? No, our jerseys were just like, cause we didn't, it was a, it was like a club there was no sponsorship so it was just like a bag of jerseys and you just like pulled it out you know usually you're numbered by your position i was a flanker there you go there you go now i remember it's been too long i played lock for a slick oh really yeah that's funny yeah yeah i was on tv and everything i didn't even know slick had a rugby team we played byu what yeah on espn whoa that's cool good for you i'm bad 
Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I mean, you know, I was really relatively. bad at it. I got into it because I was dating someone who played rugby mm. and I always went to the games or matches, I should say. And I was like, I want to do this. And then like a bunch of the girls who played rugby were there and I started talking to them and then I just started doing that. Um, I was much smaller then than I am. Like, I'm not small now by any means. I was much smaller then. I was like, you a thick bitch. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thick now. I'm thick. Thick no, now. you're not. I'm thick. It's don't stroke my ego. No, it's I'm fine. not stroking your ego. I'm saying that in defense of thick <laughs> women everywhere. I'm thick, you and I wish was, you were thick. <laughs> I mean, for sure, I wish I was thicker. Um, I was way skinny then and had a hard time, um, but I liked it enough. So uh, I moved to Hawaii and was looking into the women's rugby team out there. Uh, no. Yeah, those people go hard. I found one. And I knew that I would die. So I was like, mm, not for me. Um, and they had the two alternative, like, because when you're an adult, when you're like over 18 and not in school, finding like extracurricular, not even curricular, just like sports activities that are not related to a school are kind of hard. It is. It definitely is. It's very hard to find. Um, and on Maui for women, they had rugby and they had roller derby. And I was like, what's roller derby? And I started looking into it. And then um, Whip It came out. And I watched that. And I was like, okay, they were different. Whip It was bank track. And this was flat track. Whip and It I, was that movie with Drew Barrymore, right? Yes. Is and that Ellen roller Page. derby's Brink? Yes. Because I started rollerblading when Brink yes, came out. Yes, a lot of people joined roller derby because of it. And it's a bad representation, just like Brink is. But it's also kind <laughs> of weirdly accurate. Um <laughs> So, but I, I ended up, um, by the time I got in contact with them and figured out what I needed, I was leaving Maui to come to Utah. Okay. So I came to Utah. I was 18, no family, no friends, had a shitty job where I worked like two days a week, was sitting at home and I was like, fuck this. So I was like Googling like Utah roller derby in Utah. And the first thing that popped up on the search engine was salt city derby girls and i was i clicked it and it was like here are our home teams and it was like bomber babes and it was like girls in camo it was like the death dealers and it was like ninjas and the, <laughs> yeah it was like fucking sweet. so dumb <laughs> they'll leave it to cleavers and they were like pin-up housewives with like machetes and shit and then it was the sisters of no mercy and they were like naughty nuns and their colors were black and gold and i was like that is for me and i messaged them and i was like hi i just moved here i don't know what to do i want to do this how can i do this help me and immediately received an email back from olivia sufferin who is still to this day one of my good friends and she was like here's what you need you need like skates you need knee pads elbow pads they can't just be shitty walmart brand they have to be like gaskets like 187s or killers um they have to be good quality get those we also have like a bin where people have donated their old ones because it's kind of a lot of money to just like get all that fucking shit. So I did that and my ex came home and I was like, hi, I'm going to start playing roller derby. And he was like, uh, okay. And the next day I came home and he had bought me a pair of skates. I went to classic skating every day with him until I could actually stand on skates because I could not skate. I could not roller skate. I couldn't. I was like, he was doing better than me. And I was like dying. I like needed the little fucking 
strolly thing to help the me old stand. Lady, like yeah, the walker. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I was a really having a hard time. So I I did a week with him every day. We went to Classic, and we lived downtown. We drove up to Classic every day in Sandy so that I could practice. Um, I want to go to Classic skating right I know, now. <laughs> And then the next week I went skating with Olivia Suffren and she was like teaching me the basics. And then she was like, oh, and tryouts are this Friday. And so then Ooh. I showed up not expecting to make it. I passed qualifiers, which just means I didn't fall. And I was on, I was playing derby. I was fresh meat. And I always, always wanted to be a sister of no mercy. They were, they were like the most heavily tattooed fucking metalhead like just amazing looking badass women and at this point i had like two tattoos and they were kind of hidden i looked very like vanilla yeah in comparison to these like heavy metal women and all the other teams were like trying to recruit me because i was kind of like more their aesthetic i got along better with like some of the other teams that were like the bomber babes which dimples was on was more comic book girls and like yeah. nerdy girls and they were like come skate with us and i was like no 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 dimples and i were actually on fresh meat together that's why that's why we were friends um and i always wanted to be a sister and they ended up accepting me they were kind of like a weird like one-off group like super weird um and that was that was fucking it i kissed everything else i did goodbye and roller derby became my fucking life um, one of my friends that I met through roller derby, Max, was like, uh, she just got out of college. And one of the first things her friends said to her was like, I didn't know you would graduate and join a gang because y oh. roller derby was a lifestyle. Yeah. You eat, sleep, breathe roller derby seven days a week, nonstop. All you do is play. All you do is hang out with the girls you skate with. It is like blood in, blood out. Like you are in it you are every fucking penny you make goes to keeping that league alive goes to keeping your skates and pads updated goes to making you a better skater like traveling competing um like classes you could take that are you know by better skaters basically it was and i i loved it i loved it so fucking much i was surrounded by unbelievable women i had nobody i had nothing i was very self-reliant on the person i was dating and i began to lose myself and my independence and who i was and it was a really weird fucking time for me and roller derby invigorated me and it is the reason i am who i am today is because of all these women i met playing roller derby it was oh my god it's the best i recommend everyone to play roller derby they even have it for guys now um, which is controversial if you think about it. I don't know. Some people are weirded out. I played co-ed. It was cool. Um, you mean they? I mean, roller derby was for guys originally in like the seventies. Yeah, it was a mix. Yeah, there yeah. was that big accident. All those roller derby players died. Their bus caught on fire. What? Yeah, yeah. There's a documentary about it. Um, like all of them. It's crazy. It was staged. It was kind of like wrestling. They staged the fights. Yeah, they yeah. staged the falls. They staged the hits. Um, yeah, roller derby became my fucking life. And then it started to become, um, my job. And, um, you don't, f you don't get paid for it. <laughs> okay. I That's, was going to say, as in you were making money? No. As in you keep spending more. And all of a sudden you realize that like, you no longer have time for anything else or anyone else. Yeah. Roller derby is your life. And when I needed it. It, that was amazing. That fucking 
there's this classic roller derby art of like the girl praying in like her derby gear and it's like roller derby saved my soul and it's true a lot of women who play roller derby join it because they need that almost like tribal yeah like collective which is it's so it's so funny that roller derby is that way because that's like a miss that's like a missing link in i think like the differences between men and women as we grow up because as men you have access to that like almost immediately Mm -hmm. like tribalism and belonging Mm -hmm. is there for any guy who wants it because as men we've like put together these groups where we have that as a young age Mm -hmm. and then as you get older like that's the norm yeah but for women for whatever reason when you're young that doesn't exist and then you get older and you finally find it and it's like oh this is fucking so important to the human experience it's so important it's so fucking important i had i had girlfriends but i didn't have women that i knew i could call if i was in jail this is a different. And they would, you know. This is the difference. Bail me out. That I like put to people a lot of the time, especially growing up poor. Some people don't understand this as like a ghetto kid or whatever. <laughs> but this is something that I think, as a roller derbier, I like get the vibe from you. Mm-hmm. So when you have a good friend, uh, people are like, "Oh, I would die for my friends." Yeah. Oh, I would die for my friends. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Anyone would die for anyone. Firefighters who don't fucking know you will come die for you. Fuck that pussy shit mm-hmm. anyone would die for anyone a stranger you've never met before you will probably take a bullet for you there are a lot of compassionate people out there yeah dying for people is fucking easy people <laughs> do it all the time do you know what's really fucking gangster do you know what kind of friends you really want people who will kill for you yeah fuck dying yeah i want a friend who will go out and fucking end someone for me yeah i'm not trying to have friends who will take the bullet i'll take my own fucking bullets i want friends who will dish them out yeah and that's what derby girls do for each other absolutely they dish out bullets bullets for each other absolutely and that's like an important part of being a friend Mm -hmm. being a real friend yeah so when you have real fucking friends those are people who will kill for you yeah absolutely and that's i think that's an experience that as you get into derby and you're a girl or someone who's never experienced that you're like holy shit yeah these they're not just gonna die for me they're gonna go out and get someone for me absolutely all it takes is a subtle subtle hint yeah yeah and so that's like a <laughs> that's like a uh, a major like um mindset change in your life mm-hmm. once you realize that that kind of friendship exists yeah it, it will flip the script on everything and it once you realize people will do that for you then you want to give that to other people absolutely and it makes you a better person yeah or a scarier person whatever both i think yeah sure I think both it was it's it's life-changing it was life-changing it still is life-changing um but there comes a time, I think, in every Derby girl's career where your your body, your paycheck, and your relationships <laughs> can no longer take the beating. Yeah. Physically and literally. Literally sounds like what it's like to be in a gang. Yeah. It's like you... <laughs> it's just like eventually you have to get out or yeah, you'll die. Yeah. That's literally it. You're <laughs> like, I'm going to die if I keep doing this. And it it killed me. It Because... And this is also the problem. My identity became roller derby yeah i was daisy the roller derby girl that's all i was that was it yeah i thought i was so fucking deep i thought that i you know like this this all this meant so fucking much but it didn't it didn't mean anything i i you know i came into it empty and i gained so much but i stayed in it for so long that i once again lost who i was yeah 
because I was losing opportunities. It's it's not good to let a single thing define you. Exactly. Not because it's unhealthy. I think that it is fun. Mm-hmm. It can be good for you, but nothing is permanent, so you lose that. Yeah. That's it's funny because that's exactly the reason soldiers have issues with PTSD. Mm-hmm. You uh, soldiering becomes a lifestyle. Your friends are there for you in a way that no one else is, and that becomes your identity and your place in the group becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. And then you lose that and now you have no place anywhere. Yeah. And you have new friends, but they're not, They don't get it. They don't get it like your nope. old friend and you're not in the group and you're more alone than you've ever been yeah you're trying to treat them like you would treat your other friends and they are they're not on board yeah yeah yeah. they don't fucking get it and it's not their fault and it's it's like it's weird and it a lot of people don't realize it and or a lot of people are okay with it they're like that's fine my identity is roller derby or they try to convince themselves that there's something else but it never comes off that way yeah um so i had this i had so many reasons went into why i stepped down I originally took an LOA, which is a leave of absence, which was just like me getting my life back together, trying to figure it out. And then when I stopped playing roller derby, I went through like two months of full body pain. It was like my I had never stopped. I played roller derby six to seven days a week. I was working out regularly. I was skating regularly. I was playing games or scrimmaging numerous times a week. My body was taking a fucking beating and I never took a second to make sure I was okay. This was the first time in almost five years I had taken a break and it felt like I had been hit by a train seven times over. It Every day something else would happen. It was almost like the adrenaline rush finally had stopped yeah. and my body was like, hey, this is what you did. <laughs> I was 23 and I was going to the doctor more than ever because like things were falling apart on me. And I, and it was weird. I was like, Jesus Christ, like I'm hurting bad. I have knee problems. I have shoulder problems. I have like arthritis. I, it's insane. And I'm 23. The, yo- the, the derby community needs to get some yoga going. Yeah. Jesus. They need that. We even had like a masseuse and a chiropractor. It don't, you know, when it's just like every sport, where pain is pleasure you know when you get hurt you keep going i know so many women that i skated with who had life-altering injuries and put themselves back on the track sooner than they should have because they needed to fucking skate because they had that moment where skating wasn't their life and they were like i hate this yeah and then also the pressure of everyone else like that it's just that sports mentality of groupthink like your arms broken but your legs are fine see you on the track yeah, ride till you die <laughs> um and so my body went through that um i realized how much i was saving financially by not playing and then i remembered that there are more people in this world than the derby community and when you take yourself out of it just like any situation that you're too involved in when you Remove yourself and you look at it objectively from the outside in. You see all the flaws. Yeah, yeah. You see the corruption and the backstabbing and all the things wrong with what you thought was so fucking beautiful and perfect. And you you have to be like, no, I can't. I can't be a part of that anymore. And that's why I stopped playing. Yeah. It's still so much a part of my identity. I'm still friends with... All the girls I skated with, I continue to meet new skaters because even though I've been out for almost two years now, 
I'm still in. Yeah, yeah. You never fully shake it. Yeah, totally. So, and I know that at any moment, if I was like, I'm skating again, I would fall right back in. All right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. yeah Roller intense. derby is life. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. Um, let's let's uh let's cleanse our palate here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, please. Let's go. Would you rather? Would you rather poop every time you orgasm? Hmm. Or have a five percent chance that you will say the n word in every conversation that you have? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you know how bad the n word hurts me. Yeah, you do not like it. I do not. <laughs> oh my god even when just like said like not used but just like the word out loud oh i can't handle it mm. oh my god jesus that's bad i'm you know at first i was like five percent is low but i was like five percent <laughs> is too much i would i'm gonna have to say shit every time i orgasm no yeah what do yes, you do yes i'm just gonna have to find someone who's into poop fetish oh my god that guy but for that guy though Dream come true. <laughs> yeah, or girl. <laughs> Dream come true. Ooh, that's rough. Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would just stick to your guns, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm about to <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh Are you about... are you going for the N word? Yeah, it's gonna get weird. You're and... weak. It's You're gonna weak. get weird at Thanksgiving, but it'll be all right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> People will be cool. You're weak. <laughs> Oh, I'll just warn every single person I have that I talk to and hope that it doesn't come out before I've explained myself. Hey, that's an idea. <laughs> it's like my form, my very racist form of Tourette's. All right. Um, you have religious beliefs that exist far outside the norm for pretty much all people. Why do you think you ended up with them and what are they? <laughs> I wouldn't even call it religious beliefs. I don't like organized religion or what it stands for. Boom, there you go. Um, I think religion was created because some people are weak and they can't handle knowing that life is meaningless and that the only meaning <laughs> you get is what you put into it. I think that's why religion was created. And then it turned into corruption and it turned into money and it turned into power like all things do and that's why i am not for religion even the i like i am a part of um the satanic temple but it has nothing to do with satan because admitting of satan is admitting of god it is about um, you're a non-theistic satanist exactly it's it's just no one holds me down no religion defines who i am i don't need someone to tell me that everything's going to be all right and that there's a beautiful rainbow and a pearly gates on a cloud and everything you know like i don't need that i i know that nothing happens when you die i know that this is the only life you have unfortunately as much as i wish reincarnation was real this is it and what the fuck is the point of life if you're all you're doing is living to prepare yourself to die? That's what religion is doing. It's like it's taken the realness out of life and living and being like you have to follow these steps and guidelines to make sure that you can come to heaven where everything is perfect and what the fuck ever. It's not for me. I don't know. I, I fucking woke up. I always knew. Oh my God, <laughs> it's you're true. So, you're sorry. Shook. I'm sorry. I hate <laughs> it. Man, I've seen, I think it's because I've seen religion from a young age when I was little. Um, my family was Catholic and I, I watched it destroy families and I watched it destroy children and I watched it destroy everyone it came in contact with. I, and it, <clears throat> it disgusted me. Um, 
my grandma was catholic raised really catholic um my grandpa he was cool to us but he was a shithead to her like most marriages in the 40s he was very abusive and she would have she chose ending her life over getting a divorce which both are seen bad in the eyes of the Catholic Church. Well, yeah, you don't but, get to go to heaven if you kill yourself. Yeah, getting a divorce would mean hurting her kids. Killing herself would mean hurting her chances of going to heaven. So she attempted, failed, thankfully, um, and then ended up getting a divorce. And when hey, she divorced, God she was... God works in mysterious ways. Right? <laughs> when she divorced my grandpa, she was... Um, all of her kids were kicked out of school and they were basically kicked out of that neighborhood. Were they in Catholic school? Yeah. Okay. And um, it, it shook them completely. And then my grandma joined um, the women's movement in New York, the second wave of feminist movement. Um, and she started dating a woman. And thank God that woman um, saved my mom and my aunts and uncles and helped raise that family for a while. Um, my grandma ended up remarrying a guy, but... It, the Catholic Church, because of their stigmas and their religion and their bullshit beliefs and their narrow minds, they potentially, they not potentially, they ruined this woman's life and her children. And I thought that I thought those were the people you were supposed to protect, right? Were the women and the children? I I thought that everyone was supposed to be protected and loved no, no, by you're God. You're thinking about boats. Oh you're yeah, how could I? How could I forget? If we're like, not on boats, anyone is fair <laughs> game. Okay. Like I thought, You're thinking God, about um, boat law. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. I thought that God was supposed to be all loving and forgiving, and yet. He, you're like no 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 it's no, like see, an apple that's, contract see, that's there's the, fine print it's women and children women get lumped or children get lumped in with women because anyone who's a child is technically a woman that's not why that's why it's not weird for priests to fuck them okay <laughs> you got there's a logic loop here <laughs> i get it you that's the gray area they fall through yeah yeah you see you th you see them having sex with kids they just see big titted ladies okay <laughs> <laughs> that's not little those are just some big titted little, little ladies it's so that are actually True. Boys and it's it's so terrible. true. So um, that was um that was me before <laughs> school, right? I I knew that happened, and I was immediately offended. And then you go into public school, a good public school, hopefully, and you learn about the corruption of church. In Pub you know, I don't think public schools. Oh, maybe in medieval times you, you learn about may it. May or may not learn a little bit about the Inquisition. May, in, I mean, maybe Utah is different school. because they want to fluff up religion. But if you go to a public school in the Bay Area of California, they're fucking laying you down some truth, and you yeah. fucking know, you learn quick that religion is evil and religion is corruption and power and taking advantage of people. That w I think that would be a bias in the Bay Area, which was heavily Catholic and defeated the church to become one of the most gay play the in actual modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so I, I guess I, I got woke at a young age. I got woke. I know that religion does good for people and yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say because you're religious, you're wrong, even though I think it, I don't want to <laughs> say it. I, if you are a part of a religion and it helps you every day and it makes you a better person and you're not hurting anyone else, fine. But if your religion is like, if you're gay, we're going to put you in a fucking torture camp therapy. yeah conversion yeah. therapy we think that you know, minorities are lesser if you believe that fucking come find me so i could beat the shit out of you because you are wrong you are absolutely wrong and you're a fucking idiot and that's what i have to say about that but for the most part 
I, I think we'd be hard pressed to have any listeners last this far throughout our podcast <laughs> and believe, and then, but that. also believe in conversion believe therapy. But no, even if like your religion, like my sister's, my sister recently found God, I guess, and her, her, Where was um, he? Was he in the closet? Yeah, I think he was in the closet <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. He finally came out. Um, her religion believes in the same thing the Mormon church does. It's like, you can be gay, but you just can't be gay. You know, you just can't act on it. That's, you know, that's the, a problem. That's the idea that you can have gay thoughts. Yeah. But you can't. But you can't act on it. And even if you have gay thoughts, you better pray that shit the fuck out. And even if you are gay, you're still expected to have a heterosexual marriage and procreate so that the world can die faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's also what my sister's church believes in. And I think that is horseshit yeah if you're um, gay get your dick into a pussy that isn't bubblegum though no not a bubble not gum a bubblegum pussy. pussy 18 year older 18 and older pussy or butt and uh, just you no, know bubblegum pussies are non-virgin pussies. <laughs> that is true that is yeah, fucking the true. chewed gum um ain't trying to get my dick into no <laughs> bubble yum some fruit but you're not fruit by the foot what, what is, is, what is the it <laughs> the, in the pink thing and it like yeah, rolls out a thousand like feet <laughs> bubble yum even, bubble yum is isn't that it what bubble yum? yum is i think so i don't know i don't know this I, metaphor is all yeah we up. fucking took that off the rails okay so you're that's but yeah that's basically it i, I just fucking anti, woke you're up. an anti-establishment atheist yeah okay fair enough i think the lgbt community you know if they if they like god then god loves you no matter what anyone fucking says and women have a right to their own bodies and fuck you if you think any different and that's why religion could suck my metaphorical dick (laughs) um let's (laughs) let's uh, continue on uh People often come up to me and talk to me or try to tell me about how cool you are or like talk you up to me personally. This is an experience I have in public on a fairly regular basis. So tell me a recent time you embarrassed yourself (laughs) and the least cool thing you've done recently. Oh, you mean every day? Yeah. Um, (laughs) so much, so much is uncool and embarrassing that I do. Um, hmm. I, you know, it's hard. I embarrass myself every single day because I don't take myself seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, today was a weird day. I know I embarrass myself somehow, but I can't really, you know, I don't, what the fuck? I don't know. Every day I speak out a line and it's embarrassing afterwards. Every day I'm at work and we're in a meeting and I say something tongue in cheek and I'm like, wait, you shouldn't have said that. That was inappropriate. That can be embarrassing. Like my boss will make a joke and I'll just be like, Jesus Christ, can you not? And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) we're in a room full of people who are paid to respect him. Maybe don't belittle his masculinity. Um, (laughs) Or in class, often... Um, i'll be listening to like asmr walking to class because school stresses me out you listen to asmr while you walk yeah you're a fucking savage what yeah that doesn't i found that's embarrassing (laughs) that's already embarrassing i found as an asmr channel on spotify and i have spotify premium yeah so i could just like tap noises all day long so um, typically when I'm going into math because it stresses me out the most, I'm listening to it. It's like how I meditate, you know? Okay. I'm like doing that and um, I always forget to unpause it. 
so when I rip my headphones out, because I have a seven, so it has the adapter yeah, thing. Yeah. When I rip my headphones out, it just plays for the whole class. <laughs> every single time. Every single I don't I, it's like I just love I'm a glutton for punishment apparently. Every single fucking time I'm always late to class because I'm coming from work. I shuffle in real quick. I sit down, I like throw my shit down, pull my headphones out to shove everything in my pockets and on because you got to have it on loud you know you got to have it <laughs> yeah. on loud it's like or like a girl whispering like and like the whole fucking class can hear it and i just know they're like this bitch is fucking crazy yeah if you don't know what asmr is and you hear someone listening to people whispering unintelligibly mm-hmm it's creepy. Or I just like watch ASMR at work and everyone thinks I'm watching porn, which is more embarrassing for them than it is for me. Yeah. I just, when you don't care, every single day you embarrass yourself so many times you can't count and you don't even think about it. Okay. So uh, on that note also, I often talk to like outright by people about how they either, how sexy they think you are or how they're like, oh, she's so hot. I'd fuck her. Gross. A lot. Men and women. Yeah. I don't like, blame them. I get ta- like <laughs> people just feel like they can talk to me about it. And I'm like, please no more of this conversation. I can we not. <laughs> and so it happens all it, on like a regular basis to me. How do you feel about people y- who don't know you sexualizing you on like a regular basis? Um, it's fun. It doesn't just happen to you. No, no. I mean, this obviously is just something you're even remotely in the public eye. People are like sexualizing you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny when we were at Comic-Con, Shelby, um, Shelby Sidora, the cosplayer, she was like, you know what people constantly say to me? And I was like, what? She was like, Noelle's cool, but she would be a lot cooler if she was single. Oh, <laughs> I was like, God. you fucking idiots. Um, I hmm, so the this is weird. This is a this is my weird. This is me personally. I'm not talking about people in general. No, but this is the Noel episode. Let's kay. get your hot take. Cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is no one else's experience but my own. When I decided to put myself out there as a personality, as a cosplayer, and then not just a cosplayer, like um showing off, not showing off, but like being more open with my sexuality. Um, you know, posting BDSM photos, like, you know, clothed or censored rigging photos or, um, suggested nudity or nudity censored photos online. I, you just like, you know, it's going to happen. It's just like, I'm not like, I want people to sexualize me, but I'm just like, I'm not going to be pissed that they are. Well, if you put your sexuality out in the world, people are going to interact with it. Exactly. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm not fucking oblivious to it. I'm not like, I hope I put this photo where I'm like naked on a fur rug and that everyone's just going to be like, your hair color is awesome. Like, I know that people are going to sexualize it and it's fine. I sexualize people. I don't know. I don't get mad at you for doing it. Yeah. It's like, I know that that's part of the human experience and I don't want to shame anyone or get mad at anyone for doing it because I do it myself. And I put myself out there knowing that that's going to be the response. I take advantage of my, my sexuality. I know that I can make money off of it. Um, and so (laughs) that's what I do. Um, and there's nothing, that's just me. There's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing wrong with being not for that. So, I don't know. I, I'm just fine with it. It doesn't bother me any. Cool. I guess if that helps. 
I don't know. Fucking people are going to jack off. People are going to rub one out. You're going to get a lot of dick pics. Right I already now. do. <laughs> 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 Nothing has changed. All right. Um, next question. Uh, you have a fucking zoo at your house. Yes. How and why do you have a zoo? You know, it used to be bigger. I used to have so many animals. I used to joke that you could tell how sad I was depending on how many animals I currently had. <laughs> oh, so the happier you get, the more your animals die? <laughs> the more I just give them away. I don't need them anymore for my happiness. No, no, not really. Kind of. That's also true. Um, <laughs> I love animals. I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. I love animals. I This may be controversial to some. I put animal lives before everyone else's. Hey, if I mean, it, that's your prerogative. You know, if there was like a kid trapped under, you know, almost going to get hit by the train and then a dog, I'd go for the dog. Okay. Every time. Let's take that with how you will. I'm um, on team people, but. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are cool, but dogs are cooler. And, and you know, I sometimes I want to die because my dogs stress me out so much but i also think they're the greatest and i've said it on here before if someone came up to me and was like if you killed a stranger but nikita could live forever would you do it i would be like where's the gun like no questions asked i i love animals and um the funny thing is i like uh even numbers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like all i would get a dog and then i had to get a second dog i got a lizard i had to get a second lizard i got a frog i had to get a second frog I got a spider had to get a second spider had a bird gotta get a second bird and like that's just what my life became and when you know you who else had a weird compulsion to do that who noah from noah's ark <laughs> and you know what you know here i am all of a sudden this weird uh, biblical figure um and then when you like just like everything, you you're, know. You're like Ratchet Noah. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird how it all happened. When you do, oh, and like my hedgehogs, of course, you know, I had one hedgehog, had to get another. Um, when you dip your toes into exotic animals, which is technically what I started which to get. Which is highly illegal in most states. Yeah. So do you, not dip, you dip your toes into it. You get a poison dart frog, and then you're like, I should get another poison dart frog. And then all of a sudden, you're talking to people in the poison dart frog community. And then they're like, here, take my old poison dart frogs that you're not breeding anymore. You can have them. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I should get another poison dart frog. I like this. And then you have 10 poison dart frogs. Oh and you God. have spent thousands of dollars on terrariums that are self-sustaining ecosystems that is my life Mm -hmm. and you know it's just like (laughs) when i get into something i am about it and so i became really into poison dart frogs and then um, oh my god (laughs) specifically poison dart specifically poison dart frogs and then when you get on that like i was making my own fly cultures and springtails to make sure that they could keep the ecosystem thriving in itself so i never had to it's a whole fucking thing okay um so i got really into that (laughs) and then I was like, you know, always going to the pet store to get more stuff to make my terrariums cool for my dart frogs. And then I saw tarantulas and I was like, okay, this pink toe is cool. So I got a pink toe and she was awesome. Hydra was my first tarantula. She was super friendly. Um, I got her as an adult and um, she died because she was older. I got her from like a sketchy pet store and she was very old. And I was like, I love tarantulas. So then I went back to a better pet store that has more exotic pets. And they had two 
tiny little spiders. The size they're slings, the size of your thumbnail, but almost transparent in color. And they said green bottle blue tarantula, $75. And I was like, why is this tiny thing $75? And I looked up a Google image of it, and they get to be the size of your hand. And they are neon blue with tiger striped butts, basically. And I was like, I need it. So I got one because it was like 75 bucks. It's a lot of fucking money for a tiny little spider. Got that, went home and was like, "Mm -mm." went back, got the other one. And so now I have two of these spiders. And all of a sudden I was like, tarantulas are awesome because yeah (laughs) not a fan i so i got these two spiders thought they were cool and then i started researching it and found out that green bottle blues are some of the most aggressive spiders tarantulas and they are meant for advanced tarantula owners only and i was like guess who that is not that's (laughs) not me an advanced tarantula owner you're like the type of person who has a bookshelf with like all the you know the um, i hate spiders how about if you are an advanced tarantula tarantula owner you also have advanced autism (laughs) you kind of have to you kind of have to you've seen you've seen the videos of people who are so into reptiles they have a bookshelf and it's all full of tupperware and inside the tupperware bins is like a spider or a snake yeah i fucking i I know too many people who have that weird and then um when you're that far in and all of a sudden you have advanced tarantulas and you have a forest of poison dart frogs, <laughs> you are not a normal pet owner anymore and you have entered this weird subculture community of exotic pet owners, not just like um, hedgehogs and chinchillas and mini pigs. Like you're an exotic reptile owner and... It just got crazier from there. I was on a waiting list for a crocodile skink, which is like a type of lizard that looks like a dragon. They're super hard to get. Like it was, you know, my life kind of spiraled out of control for a second. And all of a sudden, every counter space I had in my tiny apartment was filled with animals. And I had to take a step back and look at my life and be like, girl, get it together. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> when I could no longer make myself dinner because my countertop was too full of spiders and frogs and lizards, I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, I have a fucking problem. Um, so I started to rehome a lot of my animals. I had them for like two years. I think I had my full zoo. And then I was like, I can't. I No, I don't have the time and I don't have the money. So I started to rehome a lot of them. And now I'm down to one poison dart frog, two um, lizards. I have a crested gecko and a harlequin gecko and um, one green bottle blue and three dogs. Yeah. And your boyfriend. And Tyler, which is the craziest animal of them all to take care of. (laughs) So. All right. Um, we're almost down to the wire here. Let's see. Uh, Next question. What is it like working with me? (laughs) (laughs) um you keep me on my toes um it's also refreshing you're one of the few people i feel like i don't have to censor myself around Mm -hmm. which is great um i know i can be as honest and disgusting and inquisitive and dumb and smart all at the same time and you won't judge me for it Yeah, yeah so that's nice um it's also you know how to 
<laughs> this is I'm not throwing shade at any of our friends. Oh no. But you know how to co- carry a conversation and make it interesting and like keep it at the right lengths. You know what I mean? Okay. Like when we talk or when you tell a story or when we're just interacting, it's always um, fluid and entertaining and educational or funny. And it's never boring or like exacerbating. Like, you know, I'm not like, ugh, I wish he would shut the fuck up. Like, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know. You're too real. And I think that's why... It's fun working with you. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something bad for no. a second there. No. Okay. That's fair. Is that a fair answer? Yeah, I guess. What I'm do you too guess? Real. No, that's a good thing. You know how like uh, some people feel like they have to put on an act to be entertaining? For you, it just comes naturally. Okay. You know? Yeah. Well, I developed the skill in order to like defend myself. When I was young, so I I'm like hyper aware of the fact that I like do have the mm. skill, and I'm also self loathing, so I like never like to hear myself talk. Yeah. So to be good at talking, but also not to want to hear yourself talk, I think it's a good combination. Yeah. So I'll I I very often hold my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of things I want to say that I do not. I bet. Say. I also Ooh. feel like um, <laughs> we have a lot of weird. As much as we are very different, I think we have a lot in common. Yeah, I get I get told your lady Shane all the time. Yeah, which is disgusting. But <laughs> I get it. unfortunately I get it. Yeah, no. I'm self aware enough to get it. And I think um I feel like I've been such a lone wolf <coughs> that no one fully gets where I'm coming from. Like, you know, you're I feel like people get me and appreciate me, even currently all of our friends do, but I still always feel like I'm a little out. Like, you know, sometimes my thoughts, the things I do, the way I feel are a little on the outskirts of no, what I would else describe thinks. myself in exactly the same way. Yeah, and I f- and that's why I think we get along so well. It's cuz we're both like we're both in, but mm-hmm. we're still kind of like on the outside. There's a lot of non-duality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, for those of you who are like confi- non-duality is like the idea that you could be two completely separate ideas at the same time. Yes. So I could be the most extroverted person ever and then also be like really reserved and depressed and feel alone. Exactly. And so I could, yeah, I managed to be two conflicting ideas at once, which is something I do, I think is like my... Uh, Defining trait. Yeah, it's a key (laughs) part of my personality that other people don't understand that I can do those two things at once. And so, all right. That's good. But o- overall experience so far, not bad. No. Okay. That's good. Even when things get weird, it's still like, I appreciate it. When have things gotten weird? I'm not going to say on the... B- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't... <laughs> you know, when we t- when we talk about our relationships in confidence... Okay, true. You know? It's like, even when, th- even when things get weird, not between us, but for us in what we're doing... It's like I still know I can be honest with you, even though I would never say anything else to anyone. Does that make sense? No, that totally makes That's, sense. I, everyone listening is when like, what had, the yeah, fuck yeah. are they talking about? You're saying about? that you've had moments where you've been vulnerable and then that's not a normal thing you do with other people. Yeah, because I know you won't judge because I know you have just as much shit. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could betray each other so hard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we could fucking just the blackmail is unreal. <laughs> the blackmail is unreal. Um, uh, last question. What are your hopes and dreams for the podcast? 
Oh man. What are my hopes and dreams for the podcast? Um, I hope that we can one day start a Patreon. Yeah. And make money off of this. I mean, making money isn't my goal as much as just like sustaining my life through my art. Well, which is, yeah. I think what you kind of mean. Yeah, I don't want to like make money as in like I'm gonna be able to buy a yacht. I just wanna, I want us to do everything, and that requires money. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a rowboat. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't gotta have a yacht. I'll take a rowboat. I'll take a paper boat that I can yeah. float in a pond. I like, I want to be able to um, travel with this podcast. No, we have tons of like ideas that are exorbitant and like ridiculous. Like the idea of like going to haunted castles in Scotland, going to Japan mm-hmm. to like experience actual. We're talking about like Vice News type shit. Yeah. Like you and I like going to like speak to gang members in LA yeah. or fucking visiting prisons in Ecuador. Like yeah. super weird out there ideas yeah. that are like niche or like I'd fucking anime anime bonsai and yeah. Disney and like talking to like people who are Disney characters for a living. Yeah. Shit like this. Yeah. That's where I want us to be. That's money. I want us to be the better version of vice news. Yeah. The vice, <laughs> the vice news that doesn't take itself so seriously. Yeah. The freakier, the freaky and geeky uh, and weird and, and able to like pursue these ideas that are much bigger. I mean, I feel like we pursue ideas that are, already like out of the scope of what we originally thought we would do yeah things like getting invited to conventions like fitcon yeah like what why do they want us there and it rules like we're gonna have a great time and we're totally gonna do our uh we're gonna talk about it it's gonna be great yeah i just wanna i wanna lean in on more more of that i have like a specific feeling actually the fitcon episode will be much funnier than people think it could be. oh absolutely the fact that we're gonna like started off by you doing a pole class with me and me fucking working out with you yeah yeah that's and then, nuts in itself oh my god we're gonna go to fitcon and see some shit i'm excited to bros. see some shit a lot of bros so many handle it so yeah i just like i you know as much as i hate myself and i know that you hate yourself and it's hard for us to even listen to the podcast i mean it's you don't and i barely can i hope that it just continues to grow and get bigger and better and we get more opportunities and we like we could just keep fucking doing this i want i want this to be my job yeah that would be amazing i don't want to have to be like i don't have time to read this comic and review it because i'm at work and at school yeah i want to be like oh we just got invited to this convention across the fucking ocean let's go yeah live oh. live shows yeah live shows just like fucking do that i don't know yeah. that's that's it <laughs> all right so anything else you want to add were you surprised that we noella soded yeah i don't like it but I did. <laughs> you know I'm, i can't wait to do a shane episode i'm that's never happened it has to you fucking <laughs> asshole um all right so Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Noella episode. God damn it. <laughs> we hope you fine. this is a little more of like a just about like between a sort of inside baseball episode, but I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, stay tuned for the Shane episode. Not real. It has to happen. You fucking dick. Hail Satan, everybody. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs>